Good evening. I am uh, Dave Wolf, president of the Indiana Dental Association, and I'm here uh, tonight with my friend Tom Bowden. Tom is a uh, practice advisor, financial strategist for Buckingham Strategic Wealth. Uh, you probably uh, recognize Tom from uh, being on the lecture circuit, speaking at dental meetings, as well as his frequent articles in Dental Economics Magazine. So Tom, if it's all right, I'm just going to fire some questions at you and uh, um, you can kind of uh, fill us in and they're all uh, COVID related. Uh, so uh, my first question is, uh, what's the biggest change that you have seen with your dental clients that you uh, work with since the pandemic? Yeah, the biggest is significant amount of work, greater amount of work for a lower amount of production with all the PPE, with the social distancing, with what you guys are being asked to do in terms of how you have patient flow, it, it's limiting the amount of production that can be done on a day-to-day -day basis. Yeah, for sure for me it seems like I'm like 70-75% and I don't know how we can get any faster with the protocol that we have in place. Yeah, yeah. So I, that's one of the biggest challenges I see in the near term is how do you balance the calendar to be able to accomplish the financial goals that the practice owner wants to see. Mm -hmm. How do you do that with the social distancing? How do you do that with so much PPE on? Right. That's going to be a challenge in the near term. Sure. And then uh, next, do you have uh, maybe a couple suggestions that you could uh, give for dentists that uh, are struggling a little bit financially or feeling the hurt uh, since uh, the spread of COVID? And especially for uh, young practitioners, recent grads that uh, uh, are feeling that financial hurt, maybe don't have as deep of a patient base as a senior practitioner. Yeah, no, that's fair. And it's, it's going to be a hard time to make some of those proactive financial moves just given some of the constraints that we see. But for a lot of young dentists who did not go out or new to practice ownership might not have that line of credit. Now that you've got patients back in the office, you've got some flow of revenue. Well, you're, you're credit worthy again. Go out, get the line of credit. Does not mean access it immediately, but to give yourself a little bit of a buffer, a little bit of breathing space. There if you need it. So that's there if you need it and give you some opportunity to build up a cash reserve in the practice. Really like seeing our practice owners with about two months of overhead cash reserve. So yeah. for these types of situations, it's not a panic moment. Mm -hmm. Line of credit can give you a little bit of leeway to be able to do that, particularly as a young practice owner who might not be able to immediately get that savings target met by mm -hmm. the end of the year in the next couple of months. So you, you're suggesting they they have the discipline to put that money and save it, uh, even if they have to take money uh, uh, yep. alone? Even if you have to take a loan, but really want to have you more with access to that line of credit, not necessarily tapping on that line of credit. Oh, right, if we're able to make cash flow work if the profit from the practice is able to support lifestyle but we're not necessarily moving forward in our financial plan the way we would want to use this time while we've got some patient flow to have that access to a line of credit we really don't know what fall is going to bring i mean we're all hopeful yeah. we're not going to see a second round of shutdowns the dental industry as we were talking about earlier has done a phenomenal job keeping their patient base safe keeping the public safe mm -hmm. but if you guys get subjected to another round of closing a lot of young docs that were able to utilize the CARES Act to get through this in a way that, you know, was mm -hmm. financially not as harmful as it otherwise could have, been. could have been. Really want to see them take the opportunity now, put in place the plan. One of the first steps that we'd have for a young dentists in that plan, get a line of credit so you've got good low interest rate revolving line of credit that you can cap on 
so we're not dealing with practice credit cards, personal credit cards, and we can start mm -hmm. giving ourselves breathing space to build out our plan. Okay. Um, have you seen the staff or dentists uh, leave the profession because of uh, fear of COVID or uh, just because they don't want to have to deal with the uh, more extensive P PPE and protocol that we are uh, doing in, in our uh, practices now? Yeah, great question. We've seen a lot of accelerated retirement. Individuals who were well along their plan, enjoying their clinical work, enjoying mm -hmm. having a lifestyle practice, and had planned to sell in 2021 or 2022, and then fully retire, now saying, you know, I'm in a position where I don't have to come back and work in an environment that's unfamiliar mm -hmm. to me or that takes yeah. some of the fun out of the clinical work. And so we're seeing that kind of on the tail end of things, getting staff back in, particularly in the hygiene department, haven't seen that be as much of a challenge in Indiana as other geographies, but there was a lot of fear, particularly in the Northwest, uh -huh. in terms of just what you saw across associations for hygiene, where they, they had a real struggle getting getting hygienists back chairside. And so that was a challenge getting yeah. started back up, but in terms of leaving the profession, seeing accelerated retirement. Okay. So. Um, how about uh, any new trends uh, that you predict for the way dentists practice in the future? Yeah, it's a hard one to put a finger on. And ultimately would just say, with what we see currently on patient flow and social distance, those practitioners that can make that norm work financially for their practice are gonna have the greatest flexibility in terms of what that might look like in the future. Right? When we look at kind of pandemics over the history of civilization, we really do have a pretty short-term memory on these things. Things tend to go back to normal. And in the dental world, I'd, I'd love to see us go back to normal. But the practitioner who's really setting themselves up for long-term success are the ones who are navigating what we're currently seeing and know if we don't back away from this, we can still make our careers worthwhile, we can enjoy our time with our patients, and we can have the financial success that we want to see the industry have. You feel like it's still a good profession to go into for young dentists that are thinking about dentistry? I really do. You know, I mean, it's, it is a profession that has been able to keep earnings up, allow personal life balance, really just been a very meaningful and rewarding career, as you know. For sure. Yeah. I can't imagine doing anything else. Right. And one of the things that I see near-term opportunistic, if I've got this group of clients and I've got talking to the community and we see some people accelerating their retirement. When I think about the young dentist who's an associate who's thinking about purchasing a practice, mm -hmm. I mean, I've got a lot of confidence that if you're looking 2021, you know, here in the next couple of months, next year or so, you know, it might be a really good opportunity price-wise to get into purchasing a practice if you want to move from being an associate to being an owner. You know, I mean, people are going to, a handful are going to be looking to sell and do it in a way that's more to support their lifestyle than necessarily to get the biggest financial win. And we're going to see, you know, when we look back in uh, the rearview mirror 2020, collections isn't going to be quite <laughs> what it was in 2019. Right. Now that's good. Good to hear. I think the young dentists will be glad to hear that. I think some that are opportunistic are going to find that it's, uh, it's a great time to make that, that career shift. And what do you think about uh, as far as like investing in new technology, uh, 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 putting money into the practice, improvements? Uh, is that something that uh, you think uh, is a good time to do it now? Would you wait, uh, hold off till things settle down? What's your, what's your recommendation for that? 
it all depends on cash on hand and financing availability. Right. When we finance our equipment in a dental office, we normally are able to secure some very good terms. I've seen a lot of practice equipment providers offering some really compelling deals and financing terms. But where I was talking about before with that two months of you know, kind of practice emergency savings, if you have to exhaust that to purchase new equipment before we're on the other side of a pandemic, you might be putting your back against the wall in a way that, you know, not the most financially responsible, doesn't give you the greatest amount of options. That fits within your cash flow and you're able to capture a deal while suppliers are looking to kind of push their sales forward. Well, if you can make that work for your practice, you might be able to find a great deal on some capital expenditures. Okay. Anything else that you'd like to add that uh, uh, you've seen uh, working with clients that our members should know about? You know, the one thing that I am kind of pressing on for the dental community right now, for those of you who still have your PPP loans outstanding, have not moved forward on forgiveness, and you're starting to hear from your lenders that those portals are opening up and that they're accepting forgiveness, really encouraging two items. First is wait and get your documentation in order. I want the dental community to take advantage of the business continuity disruption. So there's a couple of different items that you're gonna need to just make sure you've got the paperwork on in terms of tying your practice closure to CDC's guidance. The reason we wanna use that business continuity disruption is so you can use the easy forgiveness form. So as you approach filing for PPP forgiveness, make sure your lender has you going on the track of the easy form and make sure that that's the actual application they're talking about. I think that's one of the most timely things right now for the dental community. Great. Thank you so much for uh, information and uh, spending uh, some time with me this evening. I'm sure our IDA member dentists will uh, appreciate the valuable information. Appreciate it, Dave. Thank you so much for having me. Sure.